Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Of the Spirit of the Lord. 120 gathered in one place. Fervently prayed for the Spirit of grace. When suddenly there came a sound of rushing mighty wind, the Holy Ghost began to be poured out upon all men. Wow. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. Pastor Bob here. This is That by Timothy Spell. Good to have you with us tonight for another edition of the Tell It Like It Is radio program. It is August 16th, 2020, and if you're listening to that now, I am live sitting in the AM studio, KDX AM Dickinson, North Dakota, broadcasting live on a AM station here, and we are also being picked up by KDIX's website and Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. I heard uh, rumors that Brother Duran from Holy Ghost Radio is going to start putting our program replays of it on Monday. Well, that was really nice of him. Appreciate that. Man, I've got a lot of texts already. I haven't even given out my text number, and you guys are already texting me. Brother Rose wins the prize again for the first first text of the night. Brother Rose from Mount Sterling, Kentucky, ready for God's word. And uh, we've got Brother and Sister Farron listening, and Brother Farron's mother. I don't think I've ever met you, but I've heard about you, and I'm glad that you guys are listening tonight. Are you guys still stranded in Missouri? Are you traveling at all yet? 
We might pray, play some of Brother Farron's music. We've got Shane in Missoula, Montana, listening. And uh, he said, it's only 8.01, so you're not very late. The program doesn't start till 8.06, so I don't know if you knew that or not. But uh, it kind of gets picked up. We start kind of at 8.03 with that song, and then Holy Ghost Radio comes and picks us up sometime after that. We've got uh, Dave, Dave listening and Lauren listening in Fargo, and I'm glad that they're listening tonight. We've got, um, we've got some Lomans listening down in Arkansas. Glad to have them with us. We've, we've got, I've heard we've got some sick Schulers listening in Grafton. Are you guys sick? Uh, somebody told me you guys got sick, um, after that, after that, um, camp meeting. So I hope that's not true. Uh, Brother Joe is listening in Texarkana. Where's that? Texarkana. Is that Texas or Arkansas? Arkansas. I always ask that question. We've got Zach and Leah and their family listening tonight in Fargo. Sister Yvonne and Marin listening in Bowman. How are those new chairs in Bowman? They got some brand new church chairs. We've got a, a new church in Bowman. It's not brand new, but we, um, Brother Seth Springer moved down there with his family, and they are having Sunday services and Thursday night services now. So that's exciting. We've got Lane, Tristan, and Melissa listening somewhere north of Belfield. Tim is listening in North Carolina. So we've got north of Belfield and North Carolina. The um, Let's see. Boy, I'm just reading all these. We've got some Portaluses listening. And Brother Portalis always wants me to sing. So, Brother Portalis, I feel like singing tonight. I've got my guitar all tuned up, <coughs> so I might sing tonight. Maybe sing some songs I have written. Brother Dale Jones is listening in the Minneapolis area, and good to have him, my good friend, Brother Jones, and his good friend, Brother Johnson, who is tuned in from Minnesota. Good to have him. And we've got um, we've got Tracy listening, and we've got a birthday boy listening, too. Uh, Lee Robert Simons is listening somewhere. I don't know if you guys are traveling or where you're at, but they're listening tonight. We've got Carl and Jeannie listening tonight from Michigan, I would imagine. And so that's, see, I just about caught up there. Yep, I think I got everybody that so far. If you want to be part of the program, you can text me to 701-290-7862. Well, I'll tell you, there's something about a good tuned guitar. This one's all tuned up. Some people think I'm foolish doing this. But um, I'd rather be a fool for Christ than a fool for this world. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. And I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell through him I made a new start. So take my life and let it be a reflection of you So the whole world can see that God is alive and well I will live to tell I will live to tell Of the one who has captured my heart I will live to tell Through him I made a new start So take my life and let it be A reflection of you So the whole world can see That God is alive and well I will live to tell 
Take my life and let it be a reflection of you So the whole world can see that God is alive and well I will live to tell Excited about doing the program tonight. I'm going to talk about what I talked about in our church service today and hopefully have a little more time to expound on it. The um, We've got... Uh, <laughs> Luke Stoner texted me. He said, you've got to find the key of F. I um, I had trouble. I played a song in church today. Did you like that song, Brother Luke? Did you like that song? I uh, I liked that song, but I hadn't played it for so long. And I, If you're a guitar player, you know what I mean. I don't like playing... Uh, the key of F. I don't like that key. I don't. It's it's a hard stretch, and it never sounds quite right. Anyway, I'm going to start in in Mark chapter 11 and um, verse 22. This is found in several gospels. This portion of scripture. I'm going to talk about how to get our prayers answered. This is if you were in our church service today. We had a lot of new visitors there. That was exciting. Seems like every Sunday we're having new visitors and then people that were back that I hadn't seen for a while. It was good to see them. Luke chapter, or Mark chapter 11. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you that what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. And I want to just stop there tonight and just talk about how to get our prayers answered. And by the end of this program, I hope to convince you that you can get your prayers answered. But there's scripture that tells us how to do it. This scripture Jesus talked about was talking about faith. He was talking about that if we believe in our heart when we ask, that he'll do it. He said, believe that you'll receive whatever you ask and you shall have it. He's, he said that uh, don't doubt in your heart. Now, I believe that, but there's more to it than that. That's why uh, there are so many denominations out there because people had take one scripture and they build a teaching on the one scripture rather than taking the whole counsel of God or comparing and rightly dividing the word of truth. And so we read in the scripture where Jesus said that if you believe and you speak it, it will happen. And I'm going to tell you that I believe that, but there's more that goes along with that. And and I want to spend some time talking about that. I've met people that um, that, you know, are... Some people that I've met, I, I, you might think I'm like a crazy Christian or a, um, some kind of a lunatic for Jesus, um, but I'm telling you, I have met many religious kooks in my life. I don't consider myself a religious kook. <clears throat> I really don't, and I think that will be, I hope you can listen to the whole program for this next 45 minutes, because I want to uh, tell you that I'm not a religious kook. I believe this scripture, I believe what Jesus said was true. But it's only one scripture on miracles and getting your prayers answered. And I believe that we need to tie all the scriptures together and we'll have an understanding of how it works and what to do to get our prayers answered. Even in this particular scripture, which I didn't read verse 25, Jesus mentioned that you've got to forgive if you want to get your prayers answered. In verse 25, he said, And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So right there we realize it's not just uh, blabbing it and grabbing it, but it's uh, but it there's more to it than just believing and speaking. There is, and I'll prove that to you tonight. Now, if you if this is already bothering you, maybe you've shut me off. I've got uh, Helen listening. She tried to call me. I don't know. She tried to call me, but I think she meant to try to text me. I don't know. Um, the um, We've got the Schmitz listening in in uh, Bismarck. Good to have them listening tonight. The um, Yeah, there's all kinds of people texting me now. Woo, yeah, cool. Anyway, the uh, I read some of those earlier. 
Now, let me kind of move into the second part of this. Because Jesus said that if you ask and you don't doubt, you, you can have whatever you ask for. And so certainly we have to have faith to get our prayers answers answered. He won't answer the prayers of the faithless. But you can pray for the wrong things. James chapter 4 and verse 3 said, You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lusts. In other words, you're asking for a one of those brand new Broncos that are coming out. Now, there's no, no sin in owning one of those. I heard this, they start out at about 29000 That They look pretty cool to me. <coughs> but this... James said that some, sometimes you ask God for things and you're, you're not asking right. You're asking for the wrong way, the wrong thing. You know, this, um, uh, this, this, I, I told a story in church today about my oldest son, Luke, was uh, a little boy and across the street from us in a trailer court, um, uh, was a, um, was a little boy named Obi in Bismarck, on the south side of Bismarck. Well, Luke came in from playing with Obi and was really mad. And he told me, I hate Obi. Well, um, I told Luke, that's wrong. You can't hate Obi. You shouldn't hate Obi. I said, and Luke was about four years old, I suppose, or maybe five. And I told him, I said, we're going to kneel down and pray for Obi right now. So we knelt down. And I said, Luke, you pray for Obi. And he said, Jesus cut Obi's head off. Well, I said, no, Luke, no, that's that's not what you need to pray for, Obi. This idea that whatever we pray for, God's going to do, is not true. We have to pray according to God's will. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if any If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. So we ask in faith and we ask according to God's will. This is so important that we understand this. Because you can pray for the wrong things, and God is under no obligation to do what you ask Him to do if it's not what He wants to do. So when we pray according to God's will with faith, He will do it. Does anybody out there believe that? Text me and tell me, 701-290-7862. I'm not discounting raw faith. I'm not. But it's not just faith alone that moves God. Praying according to his will combined with faith. And so, when I come back, I'm going to play a little part of this Brother Farron song, I think. When I come back, I am going to talk about how do we know how to pray in God's will. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
Bill Farron, singer, songwriter, guitar player, his wife, Sylvia, the famous author, has written many books, and friends of mine, too. I appreciate them so much, the Farrens. And hopefully they can get up this way again um, when this craziness is over. Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is show, our church is located at 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson. We have services Wednesday nights at 7.30, Sunday mornings at 10. We have a church in Beach at the Beach Community Service, Tuesday nights, 7.30, in Bowman. Thursday nights at 7.30, and Sunday mornings at 10.30. Do I have that right, Sister Yvonne? I think so. All right. <coughs> We've got um, this morning talking about getting your prayers answered. Number one, you got to have faith. Number two, somebody said they couldn't hear me on Holy Ghost Radio tonight. Are you listening? Anybody listen to me on Holy Ghost Radio? Somebody called me from Pennsylvania. Of course, yeah, if you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio, just send me a text, 701-290-7862. We need to pray the will of God to see our prayers answered. Now, what I'm going to say in the next few minutes is going to sound a little controversial to some of you. But we can pray the general will of God. Like, for instance, we know that if somebody's lost or walking away from God or backslidden, we know that we could pray that God would bring them back, and that's God's will. And how do I know that? Because the Word of God says He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, and that's not the only place the Bible says that. But And, and there are other things like that in the Bible that we know. Like, for instance, you don't need to pray about if you are thinking about marrying an unbeliever, entering a marriage with an unbeliever, you don't need to pray about it. You just don't need to do it. You don't need to ask God what his will is because the Bible says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And other places in the Bible says, marry in the Lord. So if you are a born-again believer, you shouldn't marry somebody that isn't. And if you are married to somebody that isn't, you need, of course, make the best of it at this point and pray for them that they would become one. <coughs> or if you're married to somebody backslidden, you just need to do your best to win them. That's what the Bible teaches. <coughs> the um, Okay, <coughs> people are listening on Holy Ghost Radio, so it's working. <coughs> I, got a, I got a frog in my throat. But how do we know to pray for the will of God when we don't, know what the will of God is in a, a situation, like a tough situation, or specifically pray for things for God to do, because I believe God is into specific prayers, not general prayers. Like, God save the whole world is a general prayer. I don't think it'll do any good. That's just my, my feeling. You can disagree with that if if you want, but I just, you can be wrong if you want to, but I, I just don't think it's um, that, that it's that's not the kind of prayers that God wants to answer, general prayers. So what about a situation when we are praying, but we don't know what to pray for? Like, for instance, what if you had a son in jail? Would you pray, God, get him out of jail? Would you pray, God, keep him in jail so he can learn his lesson? Would you pray, God, keep him in jail, but don't let him get beat up in jail? Or would you pray, God, keep him in jail and let him get beat up in jail. Maybe that's how he'll learn his lesson. You see, what I'm saying is we don't know what to pray sometimes for. There is a scripture in verse Romans 8.28, and this scripture just opened up to me the other day. And this morning, again, as I was studying it, and I want to show you or explain to you how it opened up to me. 
Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good, for the good to them that, that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And that verse is quoted very, very often and misquoted sometimes too. And I misquoted it also. Just now I did. Let me misquote it again. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I misquoted it. It doesn't start with we, it starts with and. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. The reason that's a big deal and the reason God just opened my eyes to this in the last few days is because the word and means there's a reason for it to be there. There's a reason for this verse to be there. There's something before the verse that tells us that if that particular thing happens, that all things will work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. What is before Romans 8.28? Let me read it to you. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That, that's talking about the Spirit praying through us. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And then it says, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. What am I saying? I'll tell you what I'm saying. <clears throat> that this scripture in Romans eight twenty six and 27 is talking about praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying the Holy Spirit pr- using us and praying through us. That's what it's saying. What it's saying is the Spirit helps us to pray. We don't know what to pray for sometimes. The Spirit of God helps us to pray, and we don't know we don't know what we should pray specifically. And when we pray in the Spirit, and Paul said praying in the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14 and 15, is praying in other tongues. If you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the initial evidence is is speaking in another language that you've never known or learned. But that's not the end of it. Paul admonished us, 1 Corinthians 14, 15, he said, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. I'm not trying to weird you out, but I'm telling you that this concept is throughout the New Testament. It is. that I mean, Jude 20 said, But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Paul said, praying in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 is talking about speaking in tongues. Paul said, pray in the Spirit and pray with the understanding. I'm going to propose to you, you that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that when you don't know what to pray for, you pray until you pray in other tongues, and the Spirit will pray exactly what needs to be prayed, and God will answer that prayer. Is that too weird for you? Is that too weird for you? You see... Let me read Romans eight twenty six again. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth the the Spirit helpeth our inferior infirmities, for we know that not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit will pray through us in a language that can't be understood. And he that searcheth the hearts, God, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Like like God knows what we need to be praying for. So generally you can pray for the will of God. Many things that we know the will of God already. We, we know the will of God. But there are things, and there are things in my life 
that I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to do. I don't know which way is the best. And at times like that, I pray in a tongue that I don't understand. Spirit bears witness with our spirit. And so, <clears throat> I'm, I'm telling you tonight, and there are many people that are listening to me that I probably just went way over your head. Not maybe some of you on Holy Ghost Radio, but some of you maybe listening locally. This this is an oldies rock and roll station that I'm on here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We broadcast every Sunday night. We take it over for an hour. But number one, you've got to have faith when you pray. Number two, you've got to pray according to the will of God. You have to. I should play a song on my guitar. I got people texting me, sing us a song, Pastor. Pastor Bob. Well, maybe I will. Let's see. Let's see. I'll try this one. This is, uh, I feel like singing some songs I wrote tonight. I might not sing them all, but that I wrote different ones, but, but this is a song that I wrote quite a while ago. Just as one of my testimony songs of what God did, has done for me. You pulled me from the garbage. You taught me how to live. You filled me with your spirit. You washed away my sin. You, there is none like you, none beside you. You, you alone are holy, alone are worthy. You. You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you. And I love you, my God. You. You have given me a family. And you have touched my heart and soul. And I really truly can't see why you ever loved me so you there is none like you none beside you 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 alone are holy alone are worthy you you're the one who made me the one who saved me you And I love you, my God. Oh, I love you, my God. Yes, I love you, my God. You. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and I got a little live music going on tonight. Uh, You know, I... I... um, I'm not really um, enraptured with my own voice. I'm really not. But people are so uh, nice to me, and they say they like my singing. And that kind of encourages me. Um, and so I keep doing it. See, we've got somebody in Leesville, Louisiana listening. Joshua and Zachary, is that right? And my good friend Dave is still texting me. We've got John John Lambeth, South Brazil. Let's see. Well, wait a minute. I didn't want to read part of that. Hey, cool. Good to have you listening with us. I've heard about you guys down there. Awesome. Glad you. Li- what time is it in South Brazil? I'm on. It's only uh, eight thirty-seven here, where I'm at. Sister Bretts is listening tonight. It was good to see her and her son and daughter-in-law in church. Um. All right, well, we've got, people are texting me all kinds of stuff here. Talking about how to get your prayers answered. Three things. I, and I could talk about forgiveness too, but I'm not. Faith in God, praying according to God's will. Okay? And there's one more thing. And this is going to also possibly be a little controversial. 
It's not according to the scripture, but it might be controversial for you. In 1 John chapter 3 and 22, it says, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. And this doesn't say this time because of faith or because we pray according to his will. But it says this, Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And here again, I'm not trying to build up enemies, but I'm, I know this goes against the grain. It, it will go against the grain in the next few things I say. What a lot of ministers, preachers, churches, uh, television preachers, and radio preachers say. But if you want your prayers answered, you got to live right too. Whatsoever we ask, I'm not. I'm not making this up. You can look in your Bible, First John three twenty two. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. <clears throat> There's many, many people praying, but they're not doing the things that are pleasing in His sight. In John chapter 9 and verse 31, we read about a man who Jesus had just healed. He had been blind. The Pharisees, the religious leaders, called this man in, and they said, you better give the credit to God for this miracle, because we know this Jesus is a sinner. The man said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But I do know this. I once was blind, but now I can see. But then he went on and told these people, (coughs) he said, now we know, this is what this blind man said, Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. So this blind man said to these religious people, we know something. He knew something. They knew something. They knew that God didn't hear sinners. How did they know that? Well, Because the only Bible they had at that time was the Old Testament. For instance, Micah 3, 4 said, Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. So, if you're living like the devil, if you're living like the devil, and wondering why God's not answering your prayers is because he's not obligated to. He's not. Let me read 1 John 4, or 3.22 again. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments, and those things that are pleasing in his sight, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Like, for instance, God loves everybody, but I think he likes some people better than others. (laughs) He likes what they do better. And there are, I'm going to say, hundreds of scriptures. I think I can say that. Dozens, hundreds, I don't know, that say that. For instance, Psalm 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Proverbs 15, 29. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Proverbs twenty eight nine, he that turneth his away, he that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. And it's not just the Old Testament, you guys. James five sixteen says the effectual fervent prayer of any person availeth much. It doesn't say that. I left out part of it just to get your attention. It doesn't say the effectual fervent prayer of just any person availeth much. It says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You see, you've got to have faith in God to get your prayers answered. You've got to pray according to God's will to get your prayers answered. And you've got to live right to get your prayers answered. You know, this um, this uh, topic is, is tough on people because, you know, there are people that, that have prayed prayers and they're not living right and they seem to get answered and certainly God can have mercy on people. But I'm going to say this tonight. I'm not going to say it once. 
But I believe the only prayer that God is obligated or interested in answering of the sinner is the prayer calling out for forgiveness to God. Or the prayer calling out that they could know God or want to know God better. That is the only prayer of the non-righteous person that God is really interested in. Forgive me, God. Show me your way, God. It's God's will for the unrighteous to pray that prayer. And if they pray it in faith, God will hear that and he will show them his way. It starts with repentance. Getting right with God. I, I, I do a, a Bible class. It's a basic Bible class every Sunday morning right at the entrance way to our church. There's a room there. And there's 21 lessons. You can come in at any time. doesn't cost anything. It's at 10 o'clock Sunday mornings. And, uh, and I'd love to have you come, even if you don't like church, even if you don't want anything to do with church. Come to that, that Bible study. We, it's a basic Bible study. This morning, the lesson was on repentance. And repentance is the first, outside of faith, it's the first step to God. And it is the prayer of repentance is the prayer that God, God hears of the sinner. And repentance is not just a prayer, but it's an attitude. You see, repentance is not just saying you're sorry to God, but it's being sorry to God. That's what repentance is. You could say you're sorry, but not be sorry. Isn't that true? So the word repentance in the Bible means to sim- simply means to turn around, turn the other direction, go a different way. Repentance means to change your mind about sin. Real repentance is not like, oh, I need to quit using drugs because I might go to jail or I might lose my family. Real repentance is not, oh, I better get my temper under control or I might lose my family. Real repentance is changing your mind about your sin. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live this way anymore. In fact, I hate the way that I've been living. That is part of true repentance. That's why when I was a drug user, I tried to quit taking drugs. I knew it, knew it was bad for me. Um, you know, when I found out that I, we, my, you know, we were expecting a child, I wanted to quit using drugs. I wanted to quit drinking. My dad had been a bad drinker. I didn't want to end up like that. And I tried to quit several times, and then I, you know, try to cut back and do all those things, but it wasn't working. But when I prayed a prayer of repentance, 42 years ago, I haven't taken drugs since. What was the difference? True repentance, we change our thinking about sin. And that's why, if, we, if it bothered you that I said that God doesn't hear sinners, you're not very far away from not being a sinner. You need to repent of your sins, truly repent, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and and God will hear your prayers. So the steps of true repentance are, you know, I, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I taught this in my Sunday school class this morning, kind of fit in with what I was speaking about here tonight, but true sorrow for our sins, number one. Number two, we confess our sins to God. Number three, we ask forgiveness for these sins. And number four, we make a decision with his help. We're done with that. Now, the reason being sorry for your sin doesn't always work for everybody is because sometimes you're sorry to the wrong person. Some people are only sorry for the results of their sin. Like you got locked up or you lost your license or or your, your marriage fell apart. This type of being sorry won't get us anywhere with God. It might get you somewhere with somebody else, but it won't get you anywhere with God. Being sorry for the mess that we're in or being sorry for getting caught is what the Bible calls the sorrow of this world. <clears throat> in 2 Corinthians 7 and 9, Paul said, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. 
For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage to us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of this world worketh death. So you can be sorry. I I remember the story. I don't know if Sister Walters is listening tonight, but I know that her husband, uh, Pastor Walters, David Walters, he's passed away now, but he was my pastor, and um, I'm very pleased to tell people that. I, I feel like that um, that that was a very much of a blessing to me, and he and his wife both. But this this um, Pastor Walters told me that when they started the church in Bismarck, you know they struggled, they struggled, and finally there was a lady that came to church. She was a, a visitor. She came to the altar at the end of the preaching. She cried. Sister Walters was praying with her, had her arm around her. She was really crying, and Sister Walters and Brother Walters looked at each other and were very happy. You know, finally, we've got somebody that's a sinner that is crying out for repentance. But after it was all over, they found out she was crying because her boyfriend had left her. Who are you sorry to? Are you sorry to God, or are you feeling sorry for yourself? It matters who you sin against. And that's why uh, one of my people in my Sunday school class today, uh, he came up to me after the class. He said, that's, he said, it is very hard sometimes for people that consider themselves really good people that grew up and never did anything really wrong. They don't know what they're supposed to repent over. <coughs> well, what about this? What about not giving God what's due him? What about all those years you ignored God? Just lived your life for yourself. Didn't care about the things of God. Not giving God the place in our lives that he deserves is a sin. I've said it for years. I I wrote a Bible study about this. Uh, It's a little nine-lesson Bible study. It's called The Greatest Commandment. But I propose to you that the greatest sinner in all the world is somebody that's broken the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment is to hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what Jesus said was the greatest commandment. He was asked that question directly. If you are a breaker of the greatest commandment, I propose that you're the greatest sinner that has ever lived, or at least among the greatest sinners that have ever lived. And you need to repent. You need to be sorry to God. You know, this um, example that I give in my this Sunday school class that I teach every week, uh, when I teach this lesson, I always tell this story. If a brother, two brothers get in a fight and one brother hits the other brother, that's bad, isn't it? But what if the brother hit his sister? That would be worse, in my opinion. Two brothers duking it out. Sometimes, years later, we think it's cute. A brother hitting a sister, we think, boy, that's that's not right. What if that brother would hit his mother? That would be really bad, wouldn't it? What if that boy would hit his grandmother? What if that boy, when he got older, would hit a police officer? What if we sinned against God? You see, what I'm telling you today is if you want to get your prayers answered, certainly we have to have faith in God. You're not going to get anywhere without it. Certainly you've got to pray according to God's will. And I think I've, I, I think I've, Um, brought scripture out to prove that. And even when we don't know God's will, we can pray in the spirit and we can actually pray God's will into our life and all things will work together for the good in that case. But if we won't live right and we won't get right with God, is God under any obligation to answer your prayers? True repentance, if you're truly sorry it will truly show. It will show in every area of your life. It will show in in what you, um, the way you live, the way you conduct business. It will show in the way that you look. Do you know that? 
Sure it will. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? The Bible talks about, for instance, we should dress modestly. We shouldn't expose our body immodestly. The Bible teaches that. True repentance will show that. True repentance will show in every, it'll show on the outside, it'll come from the inside. And if you want to get your prayers answered, the first prayer you need to pray is ask Jesus to forgive you. Repentance starts out with true sorrow and sincere words with God, and then continues on with a true change in our lifestyle, which will put God first in every single area of our life. And you people that don't believe this, like you just think God just hears everybody the same, whether they live for God or whether they don't, you better you better look back in the book. You better look back in your Bible. Because I'm going to tell you that if you don't try to live right, your prayers don't get anywhere. <clears throat> Except that prayer of repentance, that prayer of crying out for forgiveness. One of the greatest incentives for us to live victorious over sin is not just to go to heaven. But isn't it cool to think that every prayer you pray according to his will could be answered? Just think about that. Ooh, Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Lots of people texting me. Um, boy, Dave, Dave, you're back. You're texting me throughout the program. I used to think, is he even listening to me? But it's good to have him listening back again. Appreciate that. Brother Jones said he preached this this morning, wherever he was preaching at. Um, were, were you down in Sioux Falls, or where were you preaching at this morning? You know, this... Um, don't, don't Hey, you know what? I'm going to make some announcements and stuff, but don't be fooled by the people that will tell you it doesn't matter how you live to God. It does matter how you live to God. Righteous means just do right. That's all it means. People say, oh, don't you think you're righteous? Well, I'm sure trying to be. If you're trying to slam me by saying that, that's ridiculous. What, are you trying not to be righteous? Well, anyway, 501 Elks Drive. (laughs) I'm getting kind of wound up. Settle down here. Settle down. Should have taken my anti- uh, anxieties or whatever. No, I'm not on anti-anxieties. 501 Elks Drive is the New Life Pentecostal Church. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. I know I have already one visitor promised to come Wednesday night at 7.30, and hopefully some more will come. Uh, Tuesday nights in Beach at 7.30, Beach Community Center. Uh, we've got uh, Wednesday or Thursday nights in Bowman at 7.30, and I want to come down and see those... Um, See those new chairs that you guys got? Are they pretty nice? They they just got now now that room looks kind of like a church. Eighteen North Main Bowman is where that's at. Ten thirty Sunday morning, seven thirty Thursday nights. We've got a church, Truth Community Church in Beulah. I don't know if anybody up there is listening tonight. Uh, that's my son-in-law that pastors at Michael W. Smith. No, Michael Smith. No, Michael Woods. That's who that is. Anyway. Um, I'm going to maybe, it's all right if I close the program out, sing him some songs. Where's the Lunas at when I need them? Hey, the pastor from that Bowman Church listening tonight. Okay. Hey, what do you think about that, uh, Brother Springer? Did you ever, let me, he's kind of a Bible guy. What, what did you, what do you think about my, my scripture in, in Romans chapter eight? That's, that when it says all things work together for the good, it doesn't say that. It says, and we know. And so that word and there ties the verses before that together. And he's pray, talking about praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit. When we, when we don't know what to pray for, we pray in tongues. And when we're done doing that, we know that all things work together for good. You think I'm right in the book there, Brother Springer? All right, let's see. Let's, let's sing some songs here. Let's see. Let's see. How about this one? Amos 3.3. There was a preacher here in North Dakota many years ago named Phil White. And uh, he uh, he preached a message called, If you're going to call him Lord, he's got the right to say no. He had a youth camp. I was there. I was one of the youth leaders 
And I wrote a little song after that based on that. If you're gonna call him Lord, he's got the right to say no to the things you wanna do and the places we go. The Lord don't wanna play games with your Christianity. He won't walk with you long unless with him you'll agree. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? How long can one the Holy Spirit grieve? So choose you this day whom you will serve, the Lord or this world. The decision must be yours. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. <laughs> hey, I haven't sang that song for a while. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Like a TV set. End of Hollywood movies. <laughs> He's calling us to holiness on the inside and the out. He's more concerned about the way we live than how we dance and shout. To walk together, lest they be agreed. How long can one the Holy Spirit grieve? So choose you this day whom you will serve, the Lord or this world. The decision must be yours. Choose the Lord. There's actually more verses to that, but I'm not going to sing them all because I want to sing something else. Pastor Bob's just having a little fun with his guitar. And um, I like writing songs about my testimony. I like writing songs about holiness. I like writing songs about the cross. Here's a little song I wrote about the cross many years ago called The Darkest Day. And um, this song's talking about how the sun hit his face like nature didn't want to see the creator robed in flesh dying on that cross crack the whip drive the nails drag the lamb up on the hill a man who never did anything wrong Made a mockery before us all A thorny crown, a bloody back A helpless, beaten, naked man The only true God came as a man It was the darkest day this world had seen But on that day his blood purchased me I want to say Thank you for loving me Thank you, Lord, for Calvary It was the darkest day this world had seen But on that day His blood purchased me I want to say thank you for loving me Calvary. But you know, even though Jesus died on the cross for us, you can just keep going your own way and not come to him in repentance. There was a man in the Bible like that. His name was Judas. When you think about it, Judas didn't do anything worse than Peter did. Peter swore and cursed and denied that he even knew who Jesus was. So, or who, who even Jesus was, excuse me. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. But he never found a place of repentance. Which one are you going to be today? Peter? Crying out for forgiveness? Or Judas? Just going down that road of godly or worldly sorrow until you finally end up dying. 
going to end with this song, and if you're, if I don't know if Holy Ghost Radio will keep playing, I'll play a bumper song at the end. But <clears throat> there's a fork in the road tonight. God wants us to stop and take the right fork. Hello, Judas, you poor old fool. I guess you didn't understand. Never did know what the teacher was doing all across the land. Yeah, so hung up on your own desires, you never took time to see. All in the world that he was doing was trying to set you free. So you ratted old Judas and you took your silver and you thought you were doing great. But when you got sorry, you turned in your money, but you found that it was too late. Well, you never understood the wherefores, and you never understood the whys. Go along, Judas, down the my way highway, down to your own demise. Go along, Judas, down the my way highway, down to your own demise. Go along, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go long, Judas, you can die all alone. Go long, Judas, cause you never did understand what the teacher was doing in the land. Go long, Judas, you're a man on your own. Go long, Judas, you can die all alone. Go long, Judas, move your feet. Right on down that ego street. I said to go down to your potter's field. Go, Judas. I'll watch you die, Judas. But oh my friend, won't you stop right here? There's a fork in your road. Don't think you want to get lost. One way leads to a potter's field. The other way leads to a cross. Pastor Bob signing off tonight. Lord willing, I'll be back next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time. For another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless you folks. Don't take the wrong road. Good night. The Lord will be returning very soon. Maybe evening, morning, or at noon Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise Then recompense the world for all their lies The born-again believers will sing their triumph song Selah, it might not be too long Standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so come Lord Jesus Is what we ought to pray Say ah, he might just come today And trials for us to learn To cultivate a Christ-like attitude Be holy unto Jesus The bread of life, our food We'll hear the words Thou good and faithful servant Enter in Say now Your rest will now begin Think about it before it gets too late You better say lock Cause when it comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no 
old tickets sold on eBay when we fly. Jesus is coming back, he's coming back real soon. Don't know just when it could be morning, night, or noon. Jesus is coming back as a thief in the night. Before he does, my friends, you better make things right. Above the clouds, we live on high. No more sickness, no more tears, we'll never have to die. The mystery of godliness is shown. The glory of the Father to us, he's been made known. Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity. Selah, well that's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. That's what it means to me. Well, that's what it means to me. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.